Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Dale to my chip, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, another episode here, episode 37. And uh, that was the uh, Chip and Dale cue, which I failed at. <laughs> what's up? I was supposed oh, to hit that, and I wasn't ready. I was looking at the camera, and I'm ready. We're live. It's our third time doing this, so uh, hopefully it's all smooth Making sailing. Funny, goofy faces and missing the yeah, audio cues. Yeah, miss the audio cues. I'll make sure I got that up, and uh, yeah. yeah. That's all right. We thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Uh, we are live right now on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook Live, uh, and of course this is recorded for Pop Pro- Posterity, 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 uh, on uh, for our podcast, which uh, you can find on Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're there. That's all right. That's all I got. So, so with that leading in, if you've listened to the show long enough, and uh, being thirty-seven episodes in, you know what's about to drop. It is. <laughs> All right. Uh, first shameless plug, uh, as we do every week, is the dog rescue nonprofit that I run, Rough Riders, uh, which we pull dogs from kill shelters in rural Nevada, Southern California, Southern Nevada, Central California. Bring them up here, find homes for them, give them a second chance at life. Uh, we are always looking for folks to obviously adopt dogs, but we're also looking for donations. And so um, one of our big program initiatives right now is to get a fleet of vehicles. We're looking for two vehicles, um, two cargo vans that we can move more dogs at any given time. And uh, we're working on raising uh, $75,000 to get that done. And uh, we're making headway, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, so if you want more information, go to roughwriters.org and check it out. 
Tony has another pop culture show that he does each and every week if he wants to uh, give us a little rundown on yeah, that. You can check out uh, the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show. It streams live on KMBC, Carson City, Nevada Community Radio, and that is 95.3 FM. I had to cheat right down there. I should know by now. But I always got to look at my notes. <laughs> hey, at least you wrote it down this yeah, time. Yeah, I'm ready for that. But uh, it airs out of Carson City, Nevada. You can check that out. Pacific Time. 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. Your host, Jimmy Jones, covers everything from comic books, action action figures, anime, uh, comic books, video games, and movies, which I partake with him. We cover uh, hideous trailers and whatever popular trailers that Jimmy picks for that week, and uh, we give it a rating, and if it's something we recommend you going to watch, and... uh, it's a little different than this show, but uh, it is a lot of fun. You can check us out there um, at the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show Facebook page. Follow, like, and listen. So, there you go. And your segment, uh, usually about 7.30, 7.40? I drop on there. And okay. uh, this last week, I got to be on there for about 20 minutes. Um, I will do a shameless plug now, just to put it in your ears if you're in the Reno, Nevada area. Um, we're about to talk about this here in a few, so maybe I'll just save it for that. So it's just a little, yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. The next one is our sister site, totally rad, 1981.com. Uh, basically our love for all things eighties and nineties, the era that we grew up with, um, Right now, if you head over there, it takes you to our Instagram page, which has all kinds of fun uh, cartoon intros, uh, old commercials, things to bring you back to that era. And uh, soon enough, it will be um, a fully formed website for a retro Twitch streaming uh, channel. So uh should be fun. Uh, just have to find time to yeah. do it. <laughs> you can do that. You can, you can beat Chris at Donkey Kong. Maybe I can jump on there and you... Uh play super mario brothers with me or something i don't know we'll yeah see. hi mike and Lacey. by the way thanks for watching on youtube hi guys early shout out to two fans there yeah so uh check it out totally rad 1981.com all right what tony was getting to is if you are in the reno area on uh, november 8th through the 10th uh we're gonna be at the reno pop culture con and uh have a booth. We're going to be uh, broadcasting live. We're going to be recording some stuff, uh, hopefully interviewing some people. And uh, we were talking a little bit before this that uh, our buddy uh, Jimmy Jones over at Pop Culture Kaboom is uh, going to help us out a little bit in uh, making some things yeah, happen. Yeah, he's going to be moderating some panels. Uh, I think his big one, I think one of the bigger name people that are going to be here is the Iceman Val, uh, Val Kilmer will be there. So it's also formerly Batman. I'm Batman. Was, was the first nipple Batman? <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe all the Batmans had nipples in the 90s. Yeah. No, it was either Kilmer or Clooney. I don't think uh, Keaton no, had Keaton it. Keaton didn't. Uh, but nonetheless, what's good about this is uh, Jimmy Jones will be uh, a part of Pop. We're going to be doing our show, uh, Photon Pack. He'll be doing that. And then we will also be guests live. Um, from the post party of uh, Reno Pop Culture Con at the Pepper Mill. If you want to come down, live studio audience, we're going to be doing it live, which is going to be weird. 
Um, there's not going to be sound effects, and it's going to be real interesting, not just staring at a computer camera screen, but real people. So uh, I'm hoping Summer Glow stops by. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty like cool. That'd so nice. come check us out, uh, Reno Pop Culture Con. If you're going to be in the Reno, Nevada area, please get your tickets. Come see it. It's going to be an awesome event. It's put together from the uh, lovely folks that do the Denver Pop Culture Con. So um, awesome. They, they do it really well here in Denver, and it's going to be awesome to check out. So, Yeah, and if things go well, maybe uh, I'll head out towards Denver, and we'll do uh, that one when it comes around. I think it's early summer that they do yeah, that they one, do. Yeah, right? they do. Uh, the, the first one was end of uh, May, early June. This last one was July, so kind of depends. Okay. And I've also got clarification from superfan Lacey that – Val Kilmer had the nipples before Clooney. Just a few. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Uh, that does it for our shameless plugs. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Start out the same way we do every week with TV news. All right. First bit of uh, TV news is something actually I had no idea about. So we know with Disney Plus that uh, we're getting the Muppets in one form or another. Uh, They announced when uh, they did the D23 Expo that uh, the Muppets are coming back with uh, Muppets Now, which is a short form unscripted series, um, w- which I think is going to be hilarious. You know, if you ever see the actors just sort of riffing off each other, it's going to be spot on. But with that being said, I didn't realize that they were working on another scripted series uh, that apparently picked up right after the events of 1984's uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan and uh, apparently focused on Kermit uh, bringing the Muppets back together uh, to help locate the missing Rolf. And it was going to be written and executive produced by uh, Josh Gad, who you know from Frozen, and uh, Once Upon a Time creators Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. Um, apparently that series is now dead. Um, the pilot had been ordered. <laughs> pilot had been. No, no, at least not for this series. Uh, Muppets now you will see them, but, uh, uh, apparently the reason behind it is that, uh, the, there was a discrepancy between the writing team's creative vision and the top brass at Disney. Um, if the 2016 reboot that they tried on ABC is any indication of what this show would have been like, probably better off left dead and then just sticking with that short form uh, Muppets now. Yeah. I was going to say the one that was on ABC, the, I do remember like uh, Fozzie was dating uh, the blonde girl and uh, he got salmon from Costco and it was a Costco joke. So that ended up being a big thing for our Costco meetings. They like to put that in there, so... Um, thanks, Muppets, for that. Waka, waka. Waka, waka. Do you know what's green and smells like pork? I don't know what you said. But do you know? But do you know? <laughs> Kermit's hey, fingers. good job. That's the first joke, you know, I ever learned as a kid. So there you go. There's your dirty adult joke on the show of the night. Boy, that's a pretty week. dirty joke. 
pretty dirty joke to learn as a kid. You know, I didn't understand it. I thought Kermit stuck his nose in Miss Piggy's finger or in her nose. His fingers yeah, in her that's nose. That's what I thought. But... <laughs> Did I know? That's not what it was. All right. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus and shows that we are getting, if you were, as we mentioned at the top of the show, a kid of the 80s and 90s, then. Any Disney afternoon wasn't complete without the Disney afternoon collection, which included uh, DuckTales, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, Goof Troop, and even the Adventures of the Gummy Bears. I actually like the Gummy Bears. I dug. I didn't mind them. Yeah, they all had these cheesy classic music, you know, just just cheesy. And then, of course, you had. I don't know. They all have pretty good hooks. You know, it was a good intro. Let's get dangerous. Dangerous. This is a lot of fun, though. You know, the Disney afternoon cartoons were a blast. Um, I remember, uh, randomly enough, you know, I can associate my childhood watching that all the time. But uh, there was a time uh, when I was a kid. Carson got a big earthquake and uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers was on and I remember the refrigerator was moving and my mom was freaking out and the damn thing went <laughs> my sister and I were kind of unfazed by it, you know, we were too busy with Chippendale, so it was a good time It's a good memory, yeah yeah, good time, but uh, yeah so Disney Plus when it comes out November 12th will have the majority of the Disney afternoon cartoons, including the ones that I listed, uh Again, if you were a fan of it, or if you're like me who have kids who didn't grow up with those, uh, it'll be a lot of fun showing them to them. Yeah, that's it. I think it's an awesome addition. They actually, I know we're going to continue to talk about Disney Plus, but did you know, like right now in the Netherlands, they're doing a test run with it? Um, and they've been posting it on uh, YouTube, so you can kind of see some of the stuff they have, and it's pretty damn impressive so far. It's, That's it's pretty spoiled, cool. It's spoiled a lot of stuff. There's some really cool stuff on there. Really cool. Yeah. Well, and actually, that makes this next story make a whole lot more sense. It's confirmed, um, too. Nice. So uh, we know that we're getting the classic Disney series, uh, and that obviously Marvel has uh, and Disney have now uh, regained all of the Fox rights, uh, namely... Um, X-Men and Fantastic Four, but also the uh, TV rights to Sony properties like um, Spider-Man. All of that is to say that uh, apparently now it's confirmed that uh, Disney Plus is getting those classic 90s Marvel shows. They're also getting the ones from the early 80s, Spider-Woman, Spider-Man, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. But the ones I'm really looking forward to are the 90s Spider-Man and, of course, the 90s X-Men. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about those both. I actually didn't watch a whole lot of uh, the 90s Spider-Man for some reason. Um, It was good. I like to watch it. It was so good. I know they uh, they based a ride out in Universal uh, Florida on it. So um, as you can see above, you know, it still holds up. The uh, X-Men still has that classic, you know, cheesy intros. I'd argue there's nothing cheesy about that. You're right. It's not cheesy. It was classic. Classic (laughs) good. Um, I don't know Spider-Man's intro, but uh, X-Men was awesome. I mean, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, though. Like, back, if you remember back then, it's like one week you'd be in the Phoenix Saga, 
with the Dark Phoenix saga, and it would just kind of jump. It'd be like a random well, weird episode. And I actually did uh, not some research, but I watched a thing all about it. And uh, towards the last season of the X Men series, they had two different animation studios working on it at the same time, and so. Um, that's why you would get one week the Phoenix Saga and then one week something completely different. And it looked a little bit different. Uh, it's because they were basically working with two animation studios to try and bust out as many as they could. Um, but all of that fell really within the last... Um, um, Couple seasons. Yeah. I keep wanting to say... Yeah. I was going to say it was damn good. So, and I liked it too because like, you could miss an episode. Like, they'd always catch up right before. They'd say, previously on X-Men. And then they'd go back and recap. Damn good show, and I can tell you, based on the uh, spoilers, uh, if you go to YouTube and just type in Disney Plus Netherlands, um, a lot of the people have put up what they've already been able to see. 100% confirmed it's on there. So, yeah, Nice. Yeah. And that, I don't know if... Great we, addition right out the gate. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it before, but um, the creative team who made X-Men, the 90s animated series, they're trying to basically continue the series and come out with new episodes. Whether or not that actually happens uh, is yet to be determined, but I would love that. Oh, I would too. I think that would be great. Um, whew, I can't wait for Disney Plus, man. This is going to be such a killer streaming service. Um, yeah, do yourselves a favor and just YouTube it and you'll see what I mean. I mean, November 12th is going to be awesome. So, Yeah. Uh, some... Some of the other 90s Marvel uh, cartoons that they're getting are Iron Man, Fantastic Four, and uh, The Incredible Hulk. Um, I watched Iron Man quite a bit. Uh, the other two, not so much. But again, you can catch up on it uh, starting November 12th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to I mean, there are some things that kind of worry, you know, like, are they going to still be as good as they were in your childhood? Because um, not everything holds up. I mean... The X Men does. does. I that for sure. Yeah, and uh, Spider Man does too. I look forward to that, so I'm excited. Um, I think the big one when I think of things from my past, um, the Wizard is still okay. It's not terrible, but Howard the Duck just sucks as an adult. Oh yeah, yeah. Except the duck. <laughs> All right, and then uh, finally moving on to our last story in TV. Uh, obviously, with Game of Thrones being such a huge hit on uh, HBO, uh, it was no surprise that uh, it's getting a couple different spinoffs. Uh, there's one that they're currently working on that uh, apparently stars Naomi Watts, which I had no idea she was uh, attached yeah. to it. But but we're also getting a report now uh, confirmed from Deadline that uh, HBO is given the green light to pilot um, one based on the House of Targaryen. Yeah. And so... That's what HBO is doing. Doing. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> and apparently it follows very closely to, um, uh, what's his name? George R.R. Martin's book, uh, Fire and Blood, which is the saga of Aegon or Aegon the Conqueror who created the Iron Throne. So apparently this prequel series, unlike the other one that will take place way further in the past of the timeline. This one will be a little bit closer to the Game of Thrones series that uh, everybody knows and loves. 
I think if you're a big fan of uh, Game of Thrones, which I know a lot of our viewers are, I fell out of it. I, I, I know last season really sucked, but I mean, if this is a prequel and all that good stuff, then this could definitely be a good thing. So um, we'll pass along the news when we get it, and uh, we will go from there. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I got up to like the fourth season and just ran out of time. I think at that point, I, I no longer had HBO. Now that I have HBO, there's still so much out there that um, it's tough to get caught up. Absolutely. Well, we, well, a lot of the times, to be fair, you watch a lot of Big Bang Theory and uh, Friends on repeat. So it takes a not even so much those anymore, because now all of that's filled up with uh, Good Place and Superstore. Oh, yeah. and, um, well, and that's good. Both great shows. Good uh, Good Place Season 3 just dropped on Netflix. So That's what we're watching, yep. Yeah. Another good show, too, is uh, The Ranch. You've been watching The Ranch? Anyone watch The Ranch out there? No, I watched one episode. Was, nah, it's good. Just, just, just watch it. Yeah, it, it gets better. Okay. It kind of sucks, but in the beginning, it gets better. And, and yes... Uh, my friends did message me. They just finally caught up on this one. I asked them if they watched it today, and they did respond. They're like, what the heck, you know? And they're like, oh, season kind of sucked up until that point. So it was a good cliffhanger. It's it's on the last one because uh, they've got uh, – they did like a two-part final season. I don't know. If you like that 70s show and stuff, it's really good. There's a lot of former That 70s Show uh, castmates in there. All right. All right. And, yeah, well, when it gets around to that time, we'll we'll throw it in the rotation. Is it bad that I'm not drinking Princess Yum Yum tonight? But tonight is a uh, Austin Beer Works Ginger Lime Einhorn. I'm manly. If you can see that, there are unicorns and palm trees on this heart uh, <laughs> wheat beer here. Yeah. From this distance, it looks like an Arizona iced tea. We'll go with that. I'm representing Texas tonight. There you go. All right, that does it for TV news. Let's move on our way to uh, movie news and uh, hit up that weekend box office number. You just said that. I moved because you said movies. Bazinga. 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 <laughs> I also just realized that uh, I borrowed the image from um, Joe Blow for weekend yeah, box thanks, office Joe report. Joe and Blow. And it still has the JoeBlow.com on there, so Whatever. we get a lot of our news from there. They're a great source, but uh, we'll have to create our own little yeah, graphic we'll come for it. Something. All right, uh, taking the number one spot, or actually continuing the number one spot with another forty point seven million is It Chapter Two, which uh, <laughs> which will. We'll give our uh, review here in just a minute, but uh, we both had a chance to see it, and uh, it is certainly making the money that they expected uh, overall, even though the um, opening weekend was a little less than what they had hoped for. Yeah. Let's... Did, that, did that scare you? It did. I'm terrified. Georgia yeah. love. I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. And you lied. I died and you lied. Oh. For those of you listening to the podcast, uh, I would highly recommend you go find the video on either Facebook or YouTube to see exactly what Tony yeah, is doing. I was doing. taking a Georgie Funko Pop and uh, putting it up to the camera screen and they adored. We're going to do a review on that movie, so I'm going to save those little props for that for the review. So. Nice. 
In second place was the R-rated comedy drama Hustlers, starring Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu, with $33.2 million. Yep. Not my cup of no, tea. No, there's no Larry Flint in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Took me a second. couple dirty jokes tonight. Yeah, I, no thanks. I'm going to have to give that one a touch brown. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, we're uh, recording at uh, what's, well, 9.20 my time, 10.20 your yeah. time. And so oh, I should get the uh, we're ba- button ready for some of those movies. Hey, what, what do we think of Hustlers? Oh. 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 All right. <laughs> in third place was the R-rated action thriller Angel Has Fallen with a whopping $4.4 million. <laughs> Um I heard it was uh, awesome. 4.4 is not my, much. My uncle said he saw it, and he, he loved it. I heard it was, if you take it at face value and just go in for the action, it's awesome. If you're expecting story, Forget about uh, that, that's, yeah, that's not what yeah. you get out of it. So It's probably more uh, of... I don't know. I think it looks fun. I enjoyed yeah. the first two movies. I, I'd like to see it. In fourth place is a movie that I do want to see, though uh, knowing my luck, it's probably out of theaters by now. Uh, that's the R-rated comedy Good Boys with four point two. Well, that million. was a good. It was a pretty good movie. Super bad gone mini. All right, all right. Uh, in fifth place, The Lion King with three point five million. I don't want. To... I thought for sure you'd have a. Sound no, bit. I deleted it, and I just wanted to be extra annoying. All right, all right, not bad. Uh, let's see, sixth place, we had uh, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw with $2.7 million. It doesn't matter what you think! It's the only rock one I have. <laughs> uh, in seventh place, the PG-rated drama Overcomer with $2.7 million. My guess is it's uh, one of those faith-based uh, movies that... Stars nobody you know aside from maybe Kirk Cameron. Oh my! He's on fire! Yep. What's up? If he's burning in hell. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> uh, in eighth place was the new R rated drama, The Goldfinch, with 2.6 million. Oh, God. <laughs> Apparently stars uh, Nicole Kidman, Ansel Elgort, Jeffrey Wright, Sarah Paulson, and Luke Wilson. Oh, God. In ninth place is actually. And uh, I can't. I want. <laughs> I know. I know you want to. Uh, it stars Shia LaBeouf and uh, uh, a actor who has Down syndrome. Um, it's definitely one of those movies, a little more artsy, but uh, looks like it could be fun. Maybe not in the theaters. Something for Netflix. Oh no! Did we lose it's Tony? Are we there? That was Peanut Butter Falcon. It's about uh, Sandwich Wiki and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Woo! Yeah! Oh, yeah! Something like that. <laughs> it's a touching looking movie. Something it looks, it. it looks actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm holding. Because right, I know what you're going to bring up next. And I just. Oh, yeah. You got to get the sound bite ready. ready? All right. I'm ready. Rounding out the top 10 with $2.1 million was Dora and the Lost City of Gold. We did it! We did it! We did it! All right! Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you pulled yeah, that up. Yeah, all for that. But, uh, you know, 
I'm sure it's going to get me in the doghouse, but we're going to give that one a big... Oh, yeah. Steaming pot. <laughs> Uh, this week, actually, there's a couple bigger movies that uh, look pretty good. Uh, one of them is Brad Pitt uh, in Ad Astra. Uh, yep, space movie. And then uh, we have Sylvester Stallone in Rambo Last Blood. Rambo. Rambo. That was a bad Stallone. <laughs> All right, that does it for the box office report. Now Tony can get ready to hit that movie button. Ooh, yeah. Are you the key master? Wrap it up, fuzzball. All right, all right, all right. So uh, we mentioned the number one movie was It Chapter 2. Tony and I both had a chance to see it. Uh, for me, I really enjoyed it, you know. <laughs> Hello. It ramped up the gore, ramped up, ramped up the, uh, the scare factor where It Chapter 1 tended to be more psychological, more of a thriller. Uh, this was more of a, a true horror movie. Uh, the acting was fantastic. I think that the, and I don't know which way they did it, that uh, the adult actors embodied the children actors very well, or vice versa, depending on how they ended up uh, casting it. But ultimately, they nailed it. I mean, you would certainly think that each of these actors as adults were certainly the same kids uh, portrayed in uh, It Chapter 1. And of course, you know, the cutscenes in It Chapter 2 as well. And I think Bill Hader was definitely a standout. Uh, he was hilarious. Um, he had a Reno reference in there, which is always fun to come by. Yeah, I got this. Um, I'm playing. I got Reno to play. I got shows in Reno. Oh, Reno. Uh, and his range so he wasn't just the comic relief but uh you know he was also sort of the heart and soul of the movie as well uh played everything from sad to angry to hilarious of course because he's bill Hader. my one gripe would be the end of the movie um without giving too much away the way they kill pennywise or defeat pennywise however you want to put it kind of lame Kind of anticlimactic. Um, but all in all, I enjoyed it. And uh, definitely a, a nice companion piece to It Chapter One, which came out two years ago. What are your thoughts, Tone? Um, well, I'm going to just kind of go with uh, what you said. Bill Hader was awesome about it. I think I wrote like a really cheesy, my own synopsis. It's the sequel to the first It. It's about a clown who comes back out of the sewers 27 years later. And... She's got to face Professor X and some guy from Saturday Night Live. The Jessica Chastain. Um, I really thought it was a good story. It was creepy in parts, and uh, the jump scares were all over. You know, it was definitely a good jump yeah. scare movie. If, at times, it felt like a nightmare on Elm Street. Like, if you took the director, if he went out and just, if he could reboot a nightmare on Elm Street, this would be a good director to do it. Because it really had good vibes, and I like that they did have a Nightmare on Elm Street Five Dream Master or the or the Dream Child. Sorry, my fault. Dream Child, yeah. What's worth kid? How dare you? 
sorry, Freddie. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my only gripes with this movie is I really did like it, but I think with so much hype and so much build from the first one, uh, for me, it, there was some cheesy effects in it. And, and what I mean cheesy is it wasn't, you didn't see so much Pennywise in the movie. I didn't feel, I feel like they took the nightmares of what scared, you know, each character the most. And uh, mm-hmm. the the one that I thought I was going to get us kicked out and Lacey, I went with my friend Lacey and she, and she knows this. Um, I could not stop laughing when the old lady, when they were in the apartment, like in the background, you know, like making tea and she's in the back going or whatever. The hell, like, walking watching, through naked. on YouTube. I'm doing like this weird jittery thing with my hands and body. Uh, but then when she comes out and she's telling the story of Pennywise, she comes running out and all of a sudden she's seven feet tall and she's got these big floppy dangly boobs and they're just like, Bleh! I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, man. Big CGI granny boobies. That was- it almost felt like they reused the uh, CG animation from uh, Ready Player One when they were in the... Um- the stand, not the stand, uh, the shining, yeah. uh, the old lady out of the um, bathtub yes. is very similar That's to that. What it's from. Um, I, th- I also was really long. Uh, it, was it was long. It was definitely long. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. Was it as good as the first? No. But is it definitely something it's worth going to see? Absolutely. And I agree yeah. with you. The ending. You know, just them. It kind of reminded me of, uh, again, reference A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Wasn't one of them, I don't know if it was part three, maybe it was Dream Warriors, or we're not afraid of you. And then, like, he lost all his power because no one was afraid of him anymore. So he had nothing. So they just. I think that was Freddy's Dead. Is that that when they took him out? No, it was. I think so. We're not afraid of you anymore. And they had the little uh, 3D spermy guys. That... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, put this in. And this was, and this bugged me too. Every time Pennywise came out, whether he was like a nightmare of, you know, of one of the characters is like, did he have to always come out? If you're watching on YouTube, did he always have to come at the screen and just do the stupid shake thing? It was so lame with that. Like, like he just couldn't just come at him. He just had to do this. Like, and uh, I thought that part was dumb. Um, overall though, like the movie and, uh, I thought the scene where, uh, Jessica Chastain had to go in the bathroom and, you know, like it had all those creepy people from her past were trying to get in the stall and it was just filling all that blood. Uh, That was nuts. So worth, it was worth a watch. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a four out of five. Um, so I'd agree with that. I know, I know my buddy, Mike, he didn't like it. He, he said it was it was pretty much there. Let me get my sensor button here so we don't have to uh, go on here. But he said <laughs> it was. I still don't have my sensor button. I'm sorry. So I think you know where I'm going with it. Buying time. Oh, my God. I added those two buttons and it screwed my thing up. Anyways, he said it looked like poop. I don't have my <laughs> sensor button. Oh, there it is. He said it was So there you go. All right. Uh, one thing, if you go back and watch it, um, it bugged me the entire movie. And it's nothing story, nothing directing, nothing acting. Watch Isaiah Mustafa's forehead. Um, he has 
like 36 rolls in his forehead at any given time, especially when, you know, he's looking concerned and I don't know. It just bugged the crap out of me. And now you can't not see it anytime you watch it. Yeah. It's uh, uh, now I'm going to have to see it because I do want to see it again. So, um, well, speaking of which, you may have a chance to see a version of it again. Uh, if it's up to uh, director Andy Muschietti. Am I not dead? I'm not I guess that's a... <laughs> um, He wants to put together a It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 supercut, which would add uh, more deleted scenes. He wants to go back and actually shoot two additional scenes and would make the overall movie whew, six and a half hours long, which you're going to need a couple pee breaks in That's there. It's freaking long. But I, I was reading uh, and I watched the interview with him because I've been obsessed with this movie this last couple weeks. But uh, yeah, he wants to go back and shoot more. He wants to make more because obviously the book ends like he, there's no more, you know, no more. No. So... And he was saying of the two scenes that he wants to film, one is directly from the novel, the other isn't. Given how much money these two movies have made, I see no reason why they wouldn't do that. Uh, And then obviously release it like they did with Avengers Endgame for a short limited run. And then obviously uh, as soon as everything comes out on home video, there'll probably be a director's supercut version as well. Yeah. I would imagine when it comes out, you're going to get the super deluxe and all that good stuff. But uh, you know, I definitely would watch it. And for the record um, for our watch alongs, Lacey chimed in and she did say 4.5 out of five. Damn it. Cause I could say damn. Ah, so hello. She liked she liked it a little bit better than Mike did. Oh, Mike hated it. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. So, all right, uh, moving on. The next bit of news is actually our trailer of the week. Um, I don't know. Do we have a soundbite for trailer of the week? But um, you know, like no, no, we don't. So we we'll just go. <laughs> It's the Proton Pack trailer of the week. This week, it's Knives Out. It's from the crappy director of The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> uh, it is from Ryan Johnson. Now, oh, Last Je- Jedi, Jedi wasn't... I don't know if I'd go that far with it. Yeah. <laughs> Last Jedi definitely had some issues. Uh the movie that I loved of his was Looper with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce that Willis. That was a good play. I'll give you that. And it was an original, just like this one. Uh, this looks like a good, you know, they call it a whodunit caper. And it has a phenomenal cast. Uh, includes Daniel Craig, James Bond himself, Chris Evans, Captain America, Don Johnson. Ooh, I need a sound clip for that for him. Miami Vice. Ooh. That's what he was saying. That's who. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, soon to be <laughs> Correctional Institute inmate Tony Collette. No, 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 no. Tony Collette's... Uh, um, who am I thinking? Oh, Felicity Huffman. Never mind. They look very gotcha. similar. And then, 
Tony Collette's not going to jail. Aunt Becky was supposed to be in this movie, but you know, that's not. Yeah. She was I, not. Lori Loughlin was not supposed to be in. <laughs> Jaden Martell, who was from It, which we were just discussing. Uh, Michael Shannon. Let's see. Lakeith Stanfield, and then of course Christopher Plummer. It looks like a fun movie. It's it's highly stylized, really sort of popping colors, and uh, it looks funny. I think Chris Evans is is back to his comedic form, uh, especially. Yeah, he looks great. He was one of the standouts of the trailer, Um, especially when he kept saying in the uh, Red Band trailer, "Eat, you can eat, you definitely can eat." I mean, yeah, good humor all around. So. I think it looks awesome. The trailer is really cool, pumped up with uh, is it Tony Bennett music playing in the background. I believe it is. I could be wrong. And the don't mo- kill me. I don't know. I don't know. I just it's either that or Dean Martin. It's uh, pretty sure it's Tony Bennett music, but uh, nonetheless, it's. Really, I'm sure somebody will correct really cool us. Trailer. And the movie itself comes out November 27th. So, uh, just another movie in a packed. Christmas holiday movie season. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it because now we're going. You know, Jimmy asked me on uh, Pop Culture the night. He said, "Hey, what? I want to I want to do a giveaway for the listeners. So that's one of those things. If you live in the Carson City area, you can win free movie tickets. To I thought was coming out, but then I forgot. To get." That uh, right after that, you have Gemini Man with Will Smith, which is okay. Probably wait for Red yeah. Box or something like that. You are fake news. I didn't. I figure this is a PG-13 podcast. I can drop a couple ass bumps. Oh, well. As of... As of the 14th, Movie Pass is no longer. It is dead on arrival. Uh, and if you are one of the folks that was holding out hope that things would get better, I I truly pity you. Did I ever? Because the right. This was one of the big things we talked about when we kicked this show. This was the original, as the as the nerd world turns. This was like the original one, right? We had we had a constant conversation about the stupid movie pass. This thing was awesome when it came out. You could at the time it was revolutionary in the sense that you paid, you know, what? At Costco you could buy this movie pass for 100 bucks and you had a whole year of movies, unlimited. It was like one a day, whatever, but that's all it was good for, one a day, which was man, it was awesome. And you paid 100 bucks for the whole year. Sounded good. And then as we went on, it was like, well, you can't use this movie on this one. And you have to wait three weeks to see this new release. And then it started getting wonky and crappy. And it just seemed like they then you had to have a certain subscription to access stuff. And every week they could not get their pricing right. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was constantly changing. Uh, and it based on this article, they even changed users' passwords without their knowledge to try and prevent them from using the app. That's savage. That's that, That's shady. And and the thing is, is Chris and I cracked jokes on this crap-ass company. It seemed like every week we were like, so when's MoviePass going to be dead? And 
And, uh, you know, I am flipping surprised that here it is, you know, September 2019, and the damn thing is just now dying. Yeah, what, 14 months, 15 months after we started talking about it? Ridiculous. Yeah, man. It's so dumb. But, uh, (laughs) hey, rest in peace. You know, what I do like about it is for it going away, which is nice, I like that it kicked AMC into doing a movie pass thing. Uh, the, the Alamo has it. Uh, Cinemark has some type of movie pass. The Cinemark one is terrible. It's they need to, they need it's useless. AMC's, uh, you know, premiere is great. 20 bucks a month, three movies a week. And uh, I know my girlfriend, she does the Alamo. She's on a beta, so they haven't really rolled it out to the public. But, man, she can see one movie a day, 20 bucks a month. Um, she gets discount on concessions and stuff, which... You do at AMC as well. You save on your uh, your popcorn, your soda, whatever. But, uh, hey, I'm I'm happy with my AMC one. I'm not gonna lie. So they don't sponsor our show by no means. I wish they would, but they don't. So uh, well, out here we have Cinemark, which I had mentioned. Their their pass is garbage. It's eight dollars a month. You get one movie, discounts on concessions, but. Even that one movie at $8, if you go for a matinee, it costs you 5 So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then the other theater chain we have out here is Galaxy Theaters, which there's no inkling that uh, they're going to be doing anything along those lines, which I'd like if they did, um, especially discounts on concessions. Their their food is so expensive. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But you know um, they're definitely the better theater chain that that's yeah, out here. Well, Nevada would be, dude, it's so beneficial if Nevada could get like the Alamo uh, Draft House. Amazing. I'm, I'm blown away. We got one in Westminster and it's phenomenal theater, man. The food is, it's top notch for a movie theater, you know? Um, yeah, everything I hear about it is fantastic. Popcorn, man. It's it's not just movie theater, but it's homemade popcorn in a little bucket. It's cool. The, it's That's great. cool. The burgers are great. Um, but Reno would be great if they had that, or even AMC. I mean, I'm a huge AMC guy, and I'm not a big Cinemark person. We have it in Fort Collins uh, where I work, and if I go see it with my uncle or any friends up there, then good luck with – it's like you said, it's real crappy-ass movie pass there. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, movie pass can still live if somebody is willing to buy the company in its entirety – and uh, that would include all of their assets, Movie Pass, Movie Phone, and Movie Pass films. Of course, what comes with that is the liabilities as well. So uh, you'd be digging yourself out of a huge hole to begin with. Uh, it's uh, bless you if you decide to take that on, but that's an uphill yeah. battle. Oh, good. Yeah, it's not something you're gonna win. Yeah, there's no way. Just, there's no way any movie theater is gonna allow that crap this point everybody's like no why would i cater to that company when we could do our own and we could bring people to our three it's just great idea rest in peace we hardly knew you (laughs) all right speaking of undertaker and dead um we're gonna go to our next story which is ghostbusters 2020 or ghostbusters 3 or whatever you want to call it we do know that a number of the original actors and characters are coming back. Directed by Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman. Uh, Sigourney Weaver came out a few months ago and mentioned that basically everybody's coming back. 
though this week Dan Aykroyd changed that maybe around a little bit uh, in an interview with Joe Rogan and uh, <laughs> and basically said that uh, he was on set with uh, Ernie Hudson. He had seen Sigourney Weaver, uh, Annie Potts, who played Janine. But uh, when asked if Bill Murray was going to be in it, all he said was, we're hoping. You going to answer that? Quick better jobs than this. Ghostbusters, what do you want? We want Bill Murray in the movie. That's what we want. <laughs> that is what we want. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be in it. I think that my guess is that they're sort of downplaying it to give whatever his appearance is going to be uh, a little bit more of a, I don't know, fireworks and a little bit bigger bang. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the movie. Um, I got high hopes for it. So hopefully I'm not setting my bar too high. Like, you don't see it on screen. That's kind of my expectations for it. I'm going to be pissed if it's something like this. Well, that's going to be pissed. That's always the tough part is because you go in with a certain expectation and depending on how the movie performs is how much you like it or, or dislike it. Right. And when you go in with such high expectations on a movie like this, the only way it's going to meet those is if it's fantastic. If it's less than fantastic, you know, we may be lumping in the same thing as the uh, all-female cast uh, Ghostbusters. I don't think it'll be <sighs> Sorry, some people actually like that one. It's, you know, and I will throw it out there for the people that did like that one. The only reason why we crap all over that one on our show is we grew up with the original, and and we've said this on past episodes, and it just, had they just never acknowledged anything in the past, like they didn't try to do anything from the original and they just made it their own, probably would have been fine. Chris Hemsworth was funny in it. He was great for what it was. He was the... Only good part yeah, of them. <laughs> I I would argue do stuff. The the you know what I mean. The the, the ghosts look like straight out of you know Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I just I don't recall it being all that great. Really, I, I would argue that if you disconnected this from Ghostbusters, if the original two movies never existed, it would still be a terrible movie terrible movie the jokes weren't overly funny as you mentioned the cg the the monsters and the ghosts looked cheesy uh chris hemsworth was the only saving grace in that but uh definitely not my cup of tea and it's not even because it was an all-female cast it just wasn't funny you ever think about this chris hemsworth uh he's actually the saving grace in a lot of movies that are rebooted from our past like uh, Minor block. Vacation, for example. That wasn't that great with that Helms. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, I forgot he was yeah, in that. Pretty damn funny, actually. And then same with the recent Men in Black. Well, I liked it. A lot of people that loved the original Men I liked it too. didn't like it so much. But he was fantastic in it. He was great. You know, so I, I am a Chris Hemsworth guy. I like him. So. Especially when he can just be kind of goofy and smart assy it seems to work him uh, quite well yeah uh now a movie that i'd love to see chris hemsworth make a cameo in considering that there are so many famous cameos we're talking about jay and silent bob reboot oh, which oh. we've been looking forward to for quite some time <laughs> and uh 
Kevin Smith just revealed two posters. Uh, one is Jay and Silent Bob just hanging out on the side of a building. The other, which I actually couldn't find a good quality image for to put up on our stream here, was a take on Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, only with uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, is that where they got that from? It is, it is. But uh, Tony will post up on our Facebook page so you guys can see it. And anything that we talk about, uh, whether it's videos, images... Uh, You can't really see good quality, but it's that. Go to our Facebook page. Pretty cool. Yep, yep. Facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast. We also put some information up on our Instagram, which is at Proton Pack Podcast. But if you're following along, uh, follow along through Facebook, because that's where the stories we're talking about coincide with uh, what you'll be seeing there. Speaking of October movies, this one's coming out October 15th. Just another one to add. I think it's going to be, is it going nationwide? Is it just doing Fathom Events? I think it's, I thought it was Fathom Events, but based on this article, it's saying that uh, it's having a theatrical release on October 15th. So, and for the record, too, I was going to catch them, you know, because they're playing in Denver and they're doing it in Fort Collins um, at this cool little theater, The Lyric. um, And uh, they're going to do that. Man, tickets are pricey. They are. Yeah. I'm good. I like Jane Sound Bob. I've gotten to meet Kevin Smith before. Awesome guy. Um, And I've been to their both their live shows. Those were great. But for just a viewing of their movie, I'm not going to pay that kind of money to watch a movie. I'll uh, gladly go see their movie in theaters. It's going to be awesome. In fact, I want to go back and start uh, getting refamiliarized with the VUSQ universe. So, uh, you know, go well, back, you've got you about know? you've got about a month to uh, to catch up so on it. Saving got some time. <laughs> so, going back to the last story we were just talking about, I'm, I'm looking through talking about all the guest stars and cameos. So you've got uh, David Dustmalchian, which uh, if you saw Ant-Man, he was the, the funny uh, Baba Yagish guy. Baba Yagish! Jason, <laughs> Jason Lee, Joe Mangianello, Craig Robinson, Justin Logg, Fred Armisen, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Method Man, Red Man, Jason Biggs, James Vanderbeek, Brian Quinn, Tommy Chong, and Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Nice. He's gonna be in yeah, it. But it's gonna. I think it's gonna be damn good. And I was wondering where the hell James Vanderbeek's been at my local uh, diner down the street at, uh, you know, the River Bottom. He's our, he's our waiter, man. <laughs> he hasn't been there the last two times. Vanderbeek's been busy. Well, I heard he is doing Dancing with the Stars as well. That explains why he's not there to serve me grits and pancakes. The Dawson. Bastard. Yo, it's the mother right. Dawson. <laughs> So I just ran down a huge list of guest stars for a movie. Now I'm going to run down a huge list of main stars for a movie. And we're talking about our friend James Gunn in The Suicide Squad. He has revealed the full cast. Not exactly who they're playing yet, but everybody who's appearing. So uh, buckle up, because this is everybody you're going to be seeing in this movie. You've got David Dustmalchian, who... I just talked about was in Ant-Man and the Wasp, John Cena, Jai Courtney, Joaquin Casio, Jean Diego Bato, Storm Reed, Pete Davidson, Taika Waititi, Alice Braga, Steve, 
<laughs> Bringing it all back around. Uh, the characters we know, obviously, returning are Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, Viola Davis's uh, Amanda Waller, Joel Kinnaman's Rick Flagg, and Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang. The rumor mill for some of these other characters is uh, Idris Elba, who was originally supposed to replace Will Smith as Deadshot, is no longer going to do that. Some fans are thinking he may play Slade Wilson or Deathstroke, with uh, Storm Reed playing his daughter. We just went blank. Uh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Get reconnected. Nonetheless, so if you're watching along, hey... The technical difficulties are not so much our fault tonight. We seem to be flowing pretty good, so... Get in my belly! Come on! I just wanted to play that clip. <laughs> so in any case, if you missed what I was saying, Idris Elba not playing Will Smith's Deadshot, potentially Slade Wilson or Deathstroke, with Storm Reed potentially playing his daughter, Rose Wilson, or Ravager. Uh, the other thought is he may be playing a character named Bronze Tiger. Michael Rooker, who uh, played Mary played Mary Poppins in I mean Yondu in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy two, originally rumored to play King Shark, but they're thinking Steve Agee will now be playing him. <laughs> David Desmalchian, uh reportedly playing Polka Dot Man, Daniela McGuire playing Ratcatcher, and John Cena playing Peacemaker. So, uh, again, those are all rumors. We don't know for sure. You can't see me. You can't see me. (laughs) Does John Cena have Down syndrome? What's going on? No, I wasn't doing that. Like, that's, man, that was like the Butter Falcon stuff. I was not trying to touch. Oh, okay. Uh, I I remember that time when The Rock feuded with John Cena and The Rock used to come out and go, You can't see me. I think that's the stupid thing John Cena does. That, that was past my time. Yeah. WWE. You were more of an F. I was more of an F. Less of an E. And... Uh, that was a delayed Mary Poppins show. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weird. And just looking through, no time frame set for when this movie is going to be released. But uh, as we learn more, you will learn more. I think with uh, James Gunn behind it, uh, it'll be... Uh, I think it's going to be a really good reboot. Now, we'll see how far, I think it'll we'll be see fun. How far delayed it, and with Birds of Prey, it's going to be weird how that ties in with Harley Quinn next uh, year. And I'm not looking forward to Birds of Prey. You know, I'll go in with low expectations. Hey, it may do pretty good as long as uh, David Ayers isn't directing right. it. Well, yeah, I think he is. So you oh, think, I he don't is? think he is? So. Oh, okay. All right, good. <laughs> All right, moving our focus away from DC movies over to Marvel movies, we know that the next big one we're getting is Black Widow. And in a write-up from uh, for Endgame, and I'm just trying to switch our little video over, here we go, uh, from the Saturn Awards, it was reported that uh, Robert Downey Jr. will see at least one more time in the MCU, most likely in the Black Widow movie, which makes sense. It's a prequel, goes back. Spoiler alert, Tony Stark is dead, so it couldn't take place in the current time frame. But uh, looks like uh, we're going to get one more RDJ uh, coming out of the MCU. Well, I'm excited. I, when I read that, that's cool. 
I don't know if they should have leaked that information. It kind of sucks that it got out. Uh, that would have been cool if you went and saw Black Widow and you're like, oh, dude, he's in this. Um, yeah, it would have, would have been a nice little surprise. Uh, I think everybody was sort of expecting him to turn up in Spider-Man Far From Home as uh, a, a new version of Edith or, or, you know, the hologram, you know, sunglasses that he wore. But he didn't, so... This is going to be our next opportunity to potentially see Tony Stark for one last yeah, time. Yeah, it's good. And it's also the last time you see Black Widow. Spoiler alert. She died. I should have been holding like so my sad. Black Widow and my Iron Man pop for these. I just happened to have Pennywise. They were sitting here. I could have had like them ready to go. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. I have them. We've got the photo right there. Right? It's good. It's right there. Right there. Unless you're listening, and then you're you not seeing anything. anything. Yeah, you're so. not getting any of those technical difficulties. You're just getting to hear it all. So. Whoa. <laughs> Are you Iron Man? Little Black Sabbath Iron Man. Yeah, said Tony stuff. It was not. All right, Tone. Uh, we are moving on to our last story of the evening, our last category of the evening. Get that button pushing finger ready because we're talking video games. Hey, man, you want some video games? All right, the big news is that uh, Sega Genesis Mini is on its way out. Uh, what's the official day it drops? Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on. September 19th, two days from now. If, we are just if a few days away from the Mini Sega release, and it's it's been sent out to reviewers all, already, and it's, um, it's, getting in, it's getting some damn good praise, actually, so that's a good thing. Yeah, so uh, we're looking at a review from IGN, and uh, they've had nothing but great things to say about it. Uh, the company that's handling the, not the ROM, but the, uh, what do you want to call it? The the emulation is M2, and M2 is known as a great software company. And uh, this definitely shows off what they're able to do. Uh the system comes with 40 games, comes with two three-button controllers, but of course you can purchase the six-button controllers. And uh, the game lineup is fantastic. Is it worth running through the game lineup again, or yeah. have we sort of beaten that to death well, in, in some of the prior follow, episodes? If you've been following along on the show, then you already know. But if you're watching along, just to drop the list, uh, you've got Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, uh, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which is also Puyo Puyo, Tojam and Earl, Comic Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beasts, Gunstar Heroes, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Earthworm Jim, Castle of Illusion starring oh, oh, Mickey Mouse, they also have World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Thunder Force 3, Super Fantasy Zone, Shinobi 3, Ninja, uh, Streets of Rage 2, Contra Hardcorps, uh, Landstalker, one of the awesome ones I'm excited about, Mega Man The Wily Wars, which was previously only available on the Sega channel. Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition, you're going to need a six-button controller for that one. 
Sonic yeah. Spinball, Fantasy Star 4, Beyond Oasis, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, awesome game, Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle, Golden Axe, Vector Man, that one's for you, Wonder Boy and Monster World, unreleased ever, Tetris for the Sega Genesis, Darius, Virtua Fighter 2, Alicia Dragoon, I'm almost done with the list, I swear, Monster, because this is only a video game story. Monster World 4, uh, Kid Chameleon, Road Rash 2, Awesome Edition, Eternal Champions, Columns, Dynamite Heady, Strider, one of my favorites, and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Okay, it doesn't have that last one. I was like, what? Yeah, Flight Crusader. <laughs> they have, uh, they have so- Michael Jackson Moonwalker down at the One Up downtown Denver. That's a weird ass game, man. You go around saving little boys. Michael. Michael. <laughs> 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 a couple of the features of the system is you can play in the original aspect ratio of 4.3 or an expanded 16.9. And then there's a CRT filter, which you can turn on or off, which you know, gives you that old faux scan lines, you know. Something that if you grew up around the era as we did, you remember playing on you know your big heavy box television. You had the crappiest. The, you had to hit that some bitch on the side, like it would get all squirrely, and you'd have to hit it, and hit it, just to get the screen to go back. Ah, what a. Be- though I found though I found with Genesis games, you never had to blow in them no, to make them work. Not like no, Nintendo. Nintendo thing. You didn't even have that problem with Super Nintendo. You know. That's true. One thing they mentioned that actually is pretty cool is that uh, when you're in the menu screen and you change the language, for instance, if you change the language to Japanese, the entire user interface changes to the Japanese Mega Drive and all of the box art for all of the games are the Japanese version box art as opposed to the American, which is a nice little Easter egg that they threw in. I like it. I like it too. So... Come two days from now, which, let's see, that's Thursday. It's weird, a game system being released on a Thursday. Yeah. You know what would have been cool if they released this on September 9th? Kind of in an homage to what they did uh, with the Sega Dreamcast back on uh, September 9th of uh, 1999. Remember, it was 9 Oh, uh, yeah. I'm surprised you remember that. Well, I remember you went down to Walmart and got that right before school, and I was jealous and pissed. I did. <laughs> My poor ass couldn't afford it, so I had to go to your house and play. And you had all these bitching Dreamcast games. I know this is not the Dreamcast, but the Dreamcast was a sweet system. That was a good system. Now you've got all the cool systems and games, yeah. and me not so yeah. much. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just a matter of just not having the time to play it. While I have these things, I don't have time to play them. Um, I will. I, I gotta say. I will look at picking up the Sega Genesis over time. Probably not a this week purchase for me. Um, you know, I have a lot of, you know, uh, other systems and stuff. And, and there's other uh, big, big things coming out. So uh, Nintendo Switch owners, they have uh, the remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening pops out this week. Um, if you're also a Switch, it, this month seems a lot of Nintendo Switch stuff. Um just, no. The Super Nintendo just went live uh, last week, so now you can play Super Nintendo games on your Switch. So, um, so that's live now, and uh, just just where's the time to play all these things? But 
Exactly. But uh, I think if you're a Sega Genesis fan, I think what makes this system a standout for you to go purchase would be um, Mega Man The Wily Wars, Strider, excuse me, not Strider for me. Strider, but, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of things you just, you're not going to play. Contra Hard Corps, um, Castlevania Bloodlines, yep. Tetris is unreleased, um, Castle of Illusion with Mickey Mouse, The World of Illusion. Fantastic games. I think, you know, seventy nine ninety nine is a little steep right now. I'd probably wait till the price drops a bit. But what a killer lineup. If you want to add it to your collection, um, I would definitely probably give it high ratings. Um, I don't have it to actually review, but uh, our friends at IGN, I call them our friends. They're not really our friends. Uh, they, I don't know who the hell they are. But they help us out yeah, a lot, that's for sure. It gives a lot of info to provide to you guys. Um, they gave it a nine amazing, which is awesome. Um, the yep. Sega Genesis Mini isn't perfect, but it is as close to perfect as any retro all-in-one mini console has come so far. And that's saying a lot because Nintendo came out the gate with the mini NES and it had some issues, but great system. Super Nintendo was awesome. And their problem with those systems were, let's do limited release. And that made it ridiculous. It was so that was hard. a pain in the ass. Yeah. 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 And then the PlayStation came out with this big price tag in the system sucked you know unless you can do certain things with it which i'm not talking about but if you worked 20 <laughs> bucks and you made it a fun system very nice alike it was it's it's a good mini system so well i'm gonna hold out on the sega genesis mini because i'm, I'm saving my money for the turbo graphic 16 mini system yeah i'm just joking oh, I, I was uh, like what the all. hell <laughs> I was like, yeah, brother. You don't need that either. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of this show. We thank you for uh, everybody who followed with us live, uh, commented, uh, gave us uh, some thumbs up or some hearts or whatever it may be. Uh, please subscribe, download, stream, review, give us feedback. Uh, we love seeing everything that people put out there for us and, uh, you know, we're, we're growing and, uh, as we keep growing, we'll do more for you guys. So if you guys stream along and if you, if you chime in, we'll give you shout outs on there. So everyone that's liking the page and stuff. Thank you tonight. We got good feedback. We had Mike and Lacey follow the show the entire time. I've now just, I'm just now looking down at their text because every time I look down, I'm scrolling for the next article. But uh, confirmed for Jay and Silent Bob Reboot is officially a Fathom event. It is not getting a wide release. So if you want to see it, October 15th, Fathom events. Check out your local theater, see if it's playing there. Or wait two weeks and get it on Apple or (laughs) anywhere you down, Amazon. It is all capital. Um, But uh, good stuff. And uh, they also gave a feedback that they did lose the feed, so... We do apologize for the few technical uh, glitches in there. Um, we're going to continue to get better, and uh, you know, uh, let us know. Let us know how we can be better. Let us know what you want to hear from us, and uh, we're going to continue to uh, put out uh, the best show we possibly can every week. So, yep. All right, Tony. Next time, brother. Take, take us out. All right, here we go. Hey, manual. Hey, manual. Video games. That's that not the one. Not Sorry. That is the wrong button. So let's do this. Let's cheese the wheeze. Game over, man. Game over. Game over.
Goodbye.